Well, as you just heard, that was a bit of a different intro to what we normally do. Yes. And that's because we're doing a bit of a different episode today. We want to celebrate Pride Month. We do. And we thought that we should start with that amazing speech that Moneskin gave the other day uh, in live television in Poland. Um, as you know, Poland has one or two issues. So it's very brave and like a big statement to make. Yes. Um, and as you said, it's, it's Pride Month. So we're going to dedicate an episode to discuss some of the most iconic and our favourite LGBT acts from European history. Yes. Um, and yeah, what better way to start than that speech? You said it perfectly. Thank you. Okay, uh, and we're back. I should we're say. back. We've uh, taken a little break. I think we needed it. It's been quite an intense year. I think I felt like not necessarily like post Eurovision depression as much as burnout. Yeah. Like this was our first like full Eurovision on the podcast, and yeah, it was it was intense. True. Good intense. Oh yeah, we loved it every second. Yeah, every Can't wait minute. to do it again every minute. Some might say. Can't wait to do it all over again next year. Yeah, but we're we're back. We're gonna yeah. We thought we we'd come back with a bang. Yes. Um. So happy Pride Month, everyone. Happy Pride Month. Let me be it the first. Be, it might be finished. <laughs> Let me be the first to say happy Pride Month. Um, and we're gonna get underway. So the first song we're going to talk about. Well, actually, like a little bit of history. So. There, of course, have been many LGBT acts within Eurovision from the very beginning. Mm -hmm. But they haven't always been open. Of course. Um, so it only really started to happen in like the late 90s that we had openly gay acts. Yeah. Um, and the first of which came from Iceland. Mm -hmm. um, in 1997, we had Paul Oscar uh, with his song, Nin Hinti Dance. So Paul made history as being the first openly gay performer in Eurovision, yes. uh, which was quite a big thing. Previously, I think the first time we had seen kind of like a nod to LGBT came in 1986 with Kettle Stockham, of all people. Of course. Uh, with his song Romeo, which the staging featured um, a band of drag queens performing. And that was the first time I think anyone had seen something openly celebrating gay culture yes but it wasn't until 11 years later that we got someone out and proud 11 years later so yes. that's a long way yeah a long way to come now yes. the song itself i'm musically it is a choice yes uh let's face it but it was staged well like it was. a nice like leather sofa mm -hmm. um very sensual mm -hmm. very suggestive um, and the lyrics of the song is kind of nothing like explicit or like um, obvious, but it's kind of like talking about like desire and like, but also guilt as well. So yeah. I guess that's enough there without, yeah. Do we know how he did? Uh, he came 20th, so not particularly well. He was not well received, I guess. No, I think like 
at that time. Maybe Europe was not ready. Europe wasn't ready, no. I mean, although we literally just said ourselves that we didn't particularly like the song. True. So, you know, don't read too much into it, but I think also it could be the part they wasn't ready. But maybe a year later they were more ready. Maybe. Uh, so following on the next year, we had our first trans performer. It made it even more history. Uh, this, of course, was Israel mm-hmm. in 1998 with Dana International with the iconic song, Diva. So, of course, that was, um, for me, one of the most iconic winners of all time. Certainly. I remember watching Noticias on Genotres with Matthias Pratt, mm-hmm. the ones after lunch, um, when they were saying that she had won. Yes. I also was a bit too young to watch it live. But I remember yes. the next day, uh, my brother informing me that... W- was he happy with it? He was okay with it. Yeah. I think it wasn't his favourite, but he was like, he was like, I think the novelty of it. Did he, did he watch? He did watch, yeah. Like, I'm very jealous that he watched a lot more than I ever did as a child. Because obviously he's older than me, so he was allowed to stay up and watch them. Yeah. So I only got the, the feedback the next day. There you go. Well, me too. Yeah. I saw only, and I remember some, yeah, thinking about that. That's great. Yeah. So what? That, that's amazing. <laughs> yeah. I guess, like, I guess we weren't old enough to be aware of the cultural significance of it. Not at all. I remember being, yeah, I remember that, like, the first ever chance to win Eurovision, and it was like, okay, well, what? Yeah, like, so what? Yeah. I think that was my, my thought. Yeah. I guess as, as a like, child. As a child, <laughs> yeah. Um, also, I think the other thing I was going to say, like, your background and your country is probably a lot more accepting of... Obviously, I don't know how was the UK in the 90s. Uh, but in the Spanish, like, pop culture or television... Um, you get to see a lot of LGBT without having to be watching something that is LGBT. Specifically exactly. about it. Yeah, it's just, it's a normal part of the culture. Yeah, exactly. So for me, for example, even that, of course, I did not watch her movies as a like famous actress. I was very aware of Viviana Fernandez, who used to work a lot with Almodovar. And she's trans. So for me it was like, so what? She's uh, Viviana. Like, yeah, of course she is. Do yes. you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it wasn't I was exce- a little kid. It wasn't exceptional in any way. It was, Ex- yeah. Exactly. But I was very lucky that I got to see these people on the TV every day. 
I was nothing that exceptional. Yeah, whereas I think my main memory of the time is that it was kind of treated as like a novelty. Mm -hmm. That it was like, people would use a derogatory term to say that a T-word one. Yes, yes. Certainly, obviously, the the, the derogatory term was around Mm -hmm. also for me, but... um, I think, yeah, I think for me, having Bibiana was like, she was treated as like a, as the actress as she was, she was never treated as a clown, for example. Yeah. Like we have, in a Spanish culture, this other person, La Veneno, who some people might have watched, there was a TV series about her, I haven't watched it, um, and she was treated a bit as a clown, she got like the other side of the coin. I didn't watch her, didn't know about her as a child because she was part of like a late night TV show so she completely but was not you, part of yeah. my life. What I got was this other person that was in Hello Magazine and she will do nice interviews and from that she's a pretty woman. Like I don't get it but I was a little kid and then I saw Dana I was like she's another pretty lady. Yes. Like what's the deal here? Like so she, before she didn't look like that, so what? Yeah. My aunt changed her hair colour the other day. <laughs> Not yeah. to simplify a struggle, but for me as a child, that's how I saw it. Yeah. Obviously now I can see how huge, mayor and like mind-blowing it was. Yeah, and it's like, it broke down a big wall, but yes. it's still quite sad that She's the first and last Transformer. Jeez, we haven't had another Transformer. Yeah. And the, I saw um, Nikki to talk with She was saying that she told the, bo- the bosses of uh, Eurovision, uh, she was thanking them uh, for putting her in the stage and saying, please, uh, the last time we saw a trans person in Eurovision was Dana. Don't let it be such a long time mm-hmm. until we see someone else again. Yeah. Uh, and 100%. But I think that doesn't reflect about Eurovision, it reflects about our culture. culture. Society, yeah. How many actual trans pop stars we know? There are none because we, or like, um, actresses or actors like they're very like marginalized and exactly there's like a large population that are just completely like kept in the shadows exactly yeah. is for example um a couple of years ago when pose mm-hmm. uh, came up and the performances the, of the actors and actresses in that tv show are amazing and they were just like not given any recognition like they were not nominated to any um awards or anything and it's like well this is why yeah like it's still very much a problem it is a problem (laughs) and even within like the community of lgbt like there still seems to be to this day a separation within human beings yes let's put names well i'm not saying yeah but like that people think differently yeah of trans people compared to just yeah orientation Mm mm-hmm and that's like a big fight that still needs to carry on. Yes. Right, okay, shall we keep it light? 
But this subject is we obviously we are trying to be we are not ourselves we don't we're not members of the LGBT community. Mm-hmm. We are very much straight people. Yes. As my comrade, not a surprise. Um but allies, like yeah, but we're tra- yeah, we try, but what yeah. I'm trying to say is that this is not our territory. We don't want to be disrespectful. Um, we don't want to get too deep, not because our sentiment is not there, but because perhaps I feel like it's not our place. Uh, but at the same time, once you talk about these issues, um, you have to raise some concerns. Yes. Okay. Because it's not all. It's not easy going. Even in no. this day and age where there's been massive strides forward, it's still very difficult. And especially in large parts of Europe, it's very difficult to be... And I think we're taking steps backwards in the last five years or so. Yeah, it's a dangerous trend. Correct, and we do need to be louder and be even more like stubborn about it. Don't let it happen and don't let like old friends to be like run over by this okay next song okay, <laughs> okay. Yes. um so next one we're going to talk about is um serbia 2007 mm-hmm. uh, 2007 was a very um inclusive year yeah uh, because of course we had the legendary verka yes um we also had dq with the drama queen Yes. Um, but that's a shame because I think that was a serve. The song was good. She was good. Yeah. Okay. Um, but we had Maria Sorokovic uh, with her Who song. <laughs> her song, Molitva, uh, which we'll listen to now. Uh, that is Molitva, which um, represented Serbia uh, in 2007 after it had declared its independence from Montenegro as a lesbian republic. And you love this song. I do. Like, um, yeah, well, this is a song that I've been on a journey with. I think when we first started this, this podcast, one of the early uh, episodes, we were talking about Naughty's Winners, mm-hmm. and we scored it very low. Yeah. I think we both disliked it immensely. Yeah. And I, it's grown on me. Yeah, over it the last couple of years. It's grown on me as well. And now I appreciate it. Because at first, like, I was like, I'm only here for the bops. Give me, like, novelty or bops. Yeah. And I had no time for this. But, like, it's got to my heart, it's in my brain, it's in every, like, vein of my body now. Oh, wow, that's quite deep. Yes. There you go. It's fantastic. It is really good. Her vocals are amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, the staging certainly makes a statement. It does, yes. 
makes a statement that doesn't cross any line. So you cannot complain about it if mm-hmm. you are like someone from Middle Ages. Yes. Um, and she was there in like her like kind of um, disheveled tuxedo. Mm-hmm. Ukusivist wished. Mm-hmm. Like I have to say, this is a look that I'd like on any human being. <laughs> Whether mean, it's the, Uku. The, the tuxedo trainer look is not. No. Okay. <laughs> no. But yeah, it's a powerful song. It's a song, it's kind of about like, it's a love song, but I believe it's also to do with like uh, a stalker from the perspective of like a stalker. Mm. Yeah. Obsession, passion. Yeah. 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 A winner, fantastic. A winner, yeah. A very deserved winner. Correct. Um, And once again, opens the doors and reaffirms that Eurovision is the right place. Yeah, so at the time, uh, Maria was not an open, open, Mm -hmm. open uh, out. But in 2013, she came out as lesbian. So pleased for her. And she managed to get the career highlight of being in the Irish national final that selected Dustin to Turkey the next year. Taste, I mean, yeah. tough taste. The tuxedo was not, but Dustin and Turkey, tough taste. Yeah, and there's like a great video I saw of her having to like awkwardly give her opinions on Dustin. <laughs> Were they positive? She, well, she said like, this, lots of people are like this. This is good. Unfortunately, so, she was wrong. You, you need, well, yeah. Yeah, she was not disrespectful to Dustin. Yeah. Uh, I mean, some people might consider Melissa a joke entry. Controversially. Not me. No. I definitely wouldn't. Never say that. No. Um, but yeah, a, a grower, fantastic. Yeah, it's in my heart. And actually, like, as, I, as I've become a, a Balkan stan, like, mm-hmm. I think that's what this is, like, the archetypal. Yeah, like, the This is the, the best of yeah. the, Along with, like, Zelka, of course. But, yeah. Um, yeah, Malitva. Mm-hmm. Iconic. Groundbreaking. Like, this kind of took elements of what people thought was, like, a novelty staging. Yes. But brought it, like, to a much more powerful effect. Like, okay, now bring it back to my memories of this. I did not watch. I was uh, not so much into Eurovision at this stage, um, at that moment of my life. And finding out she had won, I of course did not know anything about her or anything. But clearly I was like, oh, okay, this is a lesbian song. Sorry if I fall into, like, basicness. Mm -hmm. But that was clearly, you could see through. Yes. So. Yeah. Okay. Um, And the final song... Said that, oh, actually. Okay. I'm thinking, because I always remember this, and we probably have have said this um, anecdote before, but I have an Ukrainian friend. Yes. Like, I'm uh, older than me. Mm-hmm. Ukrainian friend. And then once we were talking about Verka, and then she was telling me that her and her family were, like, shook. When they found out that Verka, after years of watching Verka on the TV and knowing Verka as a performance, um, when they found out that it was actually a man and not a woman. Mm-hmm. And that makes me think, actually, 
how many people around Europe are so little exposed mm-hmm. to anything that is not like the very straight. Yes. <laughs> to like cis. Yes, yes, exactly. Right. That yeah. they their minds don't even reach yeah. there. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So I don't know. And like denial. I think that's a large part of like especially in like <sighs> yeah. Eastern European culture, like the way that uh, like you see if you take for instance the Russian music industry is extremely gay. But it's yeah. kind of goes under the radar because I think um it's convenient for Russian authorities to allow it to be um, never acknowledged and it's kind of like it's swept away because people are so in denial and unfortunately of... they have to live in these pretend bubbles mm-hmm. because their society will not accept them they can't be open if they, they were yeah. out yeah even if they were living and doing everything the same way just if they were out they would not be accepted no. and that is heartbreaking yeah Okay, um, I'm getting a little bit emotional actually. <laughs> so, uh, okay. And the last song I chose to talk about as well is the one that actually got me very emotional at the time. Um, it's of course uh, Austria 2014. Yeah. It's Conchita um, and it's Rise Like a Venus. So, of course, that is the iconic Conchita. Mm-hmm. Uh, with a fantastic Rise Like a Phoenix. Um, and as we always say, we have seen years after so many other queer, younger performers mm-hmm. that they have this as a reference. Yes. I can think of Tuse this year. I can think of Rocco, mm-hmm. Bilal. Mm-hmm. This clearly was like a light for lots of people. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Like iconic and like this is mm-hmm. representant representative and also like aspirational and like just showing that you can do it and be celebrated. And visually is so groundbreaking. Mm-hmm. Like you get everything just with one look. Mm-hmm. You know. The beer is like yeah, up until even in like you wouldn't see bearded drag queens in mainstream culture. You still don't see them drag race, for example. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, which is a shame. But what I'm trying to say is he I get okay. I am a bit of an old lady and sometimes I get my pronouns yeah. um a bit wrong. But help me out here because I wanna get them right. <laughs> I believe Conchita is a he. Absolutely. And I think also he has changed his direction over the past few years. Mm -hmm. Okay. I think he was stunning. Yes. Stunning. He is a gorgeous man. 
his makeup was fantastic, his body was on point, his dress was on point, his hair was on point, gorgeous. And then you have this full, well-groomed beard. Straight away you get the whole, the whole idea, concept, you get it, a second one. And that's fantastic. Yes. Like, yeah. I think people had never seen, even knew that that could exist. Yeah. If you didn't know that Verka was actually a man, like, this literally, your mind was like spinning around. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, like, fantastic performance. Fantastic. Yes. The end of the, the the lyrics of the song contains like, mm-hmm. a, like transformation and rebirth as well, which I think is a big thing that lots of people will experience mm-hmm. having that life experience. So it's like yes, yeah. it has meaning. Yes, for lots of people. Yeah, and it was a very um, yeah, it was a very good performance vocally. It was fantastic the song. Um, it was very like classy, mm-hmm. very like Bond yeah. kind of but thing. But done well. Yes. As well, which oh. is not always the case. No, that I will know because I've never seen a Bond film and I don't want to go anywhere near them. Um, but yeah, I think, yeah, it broke every stereotype that you thought you knew. Mm-hmm. I'd say that. Yeah. And I feel like I have a tendency with this song to kind of like age it a bit and like it's become oh, too, com- too comfortable as yes. well. And kind of like, but actually it, when I come back to it, it's like, oh no, it's still very much mm-hmm. that bit. And his celebration. Yes. That, again, kids these days, they've saw that back in the day and it's still in their mind. Yes. It was, I can't imagine for lots of kids was like the first time they got to see something like that because let's face it as I was saying I've grown watching lots of uh, queer and LGBT people on television but other people in other countries they haven't and then you turn up this random day in May the TV and then you get to see it and then you're like oh it's someone like me there I never even knew that someone like me was up there and then I kind of mind mind blowing for them that's why it's so important yes to keep them coming Mm -hmm. to give them a voice to give them a place so kids can see them yeah and actually like we we try to instill that with our own children Mm -hmm. like they're very like aware and comfortable like completely accepting yeah yeah in fact, Nico the other day said that he wanted to go to Hungary to protect all the gays with his karate skills. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, which is more than... He does have no karate skills. <laughs> yeah, in case you're wondering. <laughs> so, good luck. Somewhere between, like, breakdancing and, yeah. Yeah. Okay. But the sentiment was in the right place. Yeah, correct. Yeah. Um, and, of course, let's not forget uh, the buys. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, of course, we have Duncan Lawrence, who is mm-hmm. a winner openly by. Yes. And Maniskin. Victoria. Victoria is by. I believe Ethan describes himself as sexually free. But if there was ever anyone who, like, 
kind of jet-like, emoted by energy. It's manuskin. And it's kind of a celebration yes. of bisexuality. Yes. And they're very comfortable. They are, listen, I know Damiano, he's straight, but the other day he was wearing the same top than Olivia Rodrigo, and she wore with pants, and he wore with a skirt, and oh my god, he looks so good. He looked better. Yes, he looked yeah. way, way better. <laughs> yeah. 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 I quickly did show it to a kid. I was like, look how good he looks. And he was like, I will not wear a skirt, but he looks good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, Jehoas gives big by energy. Uh, the Ride by Raphael. But he's not by. He's not by, but that song is very by. There you go. And he was singing the other day in a, in a gay club. Oh, which is... Which you, you'd look at him and we assumed he was like this like kind of ageing Polish conservative. There is a reason he's um, my king. He is a king and undeniably a king. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, the other song I was going to talk about was Marry Me by Christy Sixty. Yes, which I think that also did a lot. Yes. It was the first time we got to see a same-sex kiss. kiss. Yes. Because obviously back in 2003 when Tattoo performed. And I did watch that one. Me too. There was a lot of um, will they, won't they. And it was kind of like playing. And they were yes. like kneeling in front of each other like face to face. And it was kind of like teasing a, a lesbian kid. Yes. But they never went as far as to do it. And I remember like in a school talking to my friends and saying like, they're not going to do it. They're not going to do it. And we were like trying to get the world down and saying like, it's just not going to happen. And then when it didn't happen, it went to the end, and it didn't happen. I was like really disappointed, but I was like, of course they didn't do it. Yeah. Um, but this did have a kiss at the end, and it was basically the whole thing was um, advocacy for same-sex marriage. Yes. Which fantastic that we have it now in mm-hmm. most countries. Not enough. Not enough. But more than there was. Yes. Uh, and it's like an ally song. The song itself, I'm not a fan. You are really not a fan, I, yeah. Yeah, I tried to listen to it today. And I was like, you no. are so much not a fan that you said you were <laughs> <laughs> not play it. I refuse to play it because I can't, I can't stand yeah. by it. Yeah. Um, but the sentiment, again, I, 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 I agree with. Yeah. Yeah. Of so. course we got to see... It was at the very, very end of the show, but we got to see uh, two men kissing... Mm-hmm. This year, with Moneskin at the very end. Yes. They did that. Very grateful to be coming. Mm-hmm. Let's normalise it. Yeah. And I'm sure, like, going forward, there's many more walls to break down. And oh, yeah. Break. It's only the beginning, really. Of... Kisses. We're still, still very much on a journey. Yeah. I tried to research um, why... Um, Eurovision is so linked to queer culture and there is not a specific reason. Um, I thought it might have been like an artist or something that happened back in the day that I just didn't know about but there is no one single reason. Um, My understanding is that it's always been just like a moment of joy on the TV Mm -hmm. and almost like a few hours of peace that if you were a queer child 
back in the day, 60s, 70s, and you were just watching football and all this horribly backwards. And I'm sorry if you like football. I hate football. Anyway, watching these horribly backward things every day and pretending you like them and pretending that you were pleasing your dad with all these. And then of all the time, just like joyful music, few hours of joyful music and they at could... Camp as well, like, yeah. It was not always at camp. Mm. It was, was elements, yeah. yeah. Uh, so it kind of felt right and it felt free and it felt good. And then once um, we started getting gay clubs, that music was being played and then they started getting like theme nights and that sort of thing. So it was kind of like an organic thing. Yeah. Um, which is, I think that's also why we like Eurovision. Yeah. It's a big uh, factor. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, so yeah, this has been... We should mention also okay. that there's many other um, artists. Many other, yeah, unfortunately, this is this is quite a concise list. Yeah. There's many other artists, like, going back, spanning back, like, back to the 50s. Yeah. Um, I try to, like, be as concise as possible. Mm-hmm. And, like, Willow Point. Yeah. Because there's, like, many others to celebrate. Yeah. Okay. And actually, this year, I saw quite a few. Yeah. So it's quite high. And every year, I think more people are out, mm-hmm. um, which is great because obviously there has always been people uh, within the LGBT community that unfortunately were not able to be themselves at all times. But every year we get more, more. and younger, and it's just great. And it's a, it's a seed of hope for the future. Like we said earlier, we are we are in dark times. We seem to be moving backwards, but actually, there's a new generation coming through, mm-hmm. and there's a real hope and acceptance and like openness to it that mm-hmm. is a, a light at the end of the tunnel. I think also, uh, all the people that identify as non-binary, mm-hmm. it's good to see so many people, so many young people that are able to vocalize that, and that they're not afraid and that they can be more themselves yeah i think back when we were young we didn't didn't know that many people like that and those people were there they unfortunately were not able to be who they were yeah so generally we're positive (laughs) we're coming out of this positive (laughs) yeah not positive enough (laughs) okay we are the new and the young yeah well, hopefully this hasn't been too uncomfortable <laughs> a ride to be on. Sorry if we have, like, talk about sensitive subjects. If you think that we're not the right people, we're probably not the right people. The sentiment is right. But thank you for listening. <laughs> yeah, we'll be back with, like... If you feel like you want to correct anything we've said or anything, please email to us. We are here to learn. Yes, please. And how to make things better. We are here, hundreds of love. Okay. Or if you just want to have a chat, that's, you know. Yeah. You're very lonely, Rory. Yeah, I am. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Um, Right, we will see you again sometime soon, I'm sure. In the meantime, uh, subscribe so you don't miss an episode because, yeah. As I say, we had a few little breaks, but we're looking to do it more regularly now. Yes, absolutely. 
Uh, if you can give us a, a good five star review. Yeah, it helps other people find us and it will make us very happy. Thank you. And you can contact us as well. You can find me on social media, you know, I'll be there. Always there. Always there, always watching. Um, and in the meantime, we'll say love, love. Kiss, tease. And love is never wrong.